Virginia is for families, all sorts of families. My family, your family, your neighbor's family, for families of all species, for beach chair sitting families and paddleboard standing families, for families that like to camp outside and the ones that would rather museum inside. Yep, we got plenty of those to choose from. For mountain hiking families and would rather hang out by the pool resort going families. Come to think of it, that's more my speed. So in conclusion, Virginia has all sorts of things your family could love. So come love it for yourself. Here at Mountain Dew, we'd like to remind you, you got to know what's important and what's not important. Knowing how to tie a tie, not important. Keeping a diary, not important. Trying all the different bold flavors of Mountain Dew, important. Experience the boldest flavors on earth. Do the Dew. At Mountain Dew, we'd like to recognize the number zero for making Mountain Dew Zero Sugar possible. You have no reason not to try it, as in zero. Get it? Crack open an ice-cold Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. It's zero sugar, all do. The Exxon Radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Working in the lab late one night When my eyes beheld an eerie sight For my monster from his slab began to rise And suddenly, to my surprise He did the mash He did the monster mash The monster mash It was a graveyard smash He did the mash It caught on in a flash He did the mash He did the monster mash for my love notari in the castle east To the master bedroom where the vampires feast The ghouls all came from their humble abodes To catch a jolt from my electrode They did the mash They did the monster mash The monster mash It was a graveyard smash they did the Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network and our fine family of broadcast affiliates across Canada, the United States, Central America, the Caribbean, South America, the Pacific Rim, and now in 20 Asian countries. I would like to welcome uh, four new affiliates to the Exxon uh, Radio Network family, the Bear 90.1, CHMZ FM in Tofino, British Columbia, the Edge 99.5, CIMM FM in Ushlet, B.C., Spuds Valley Radio 98.9, CFPV FM in Pemberton, British Columbia, and CJ 104, CJSB FM in Swan River, Manitoba. Our toll-free number is one 877 toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. My email address is xzone at talkstarradio.com. On MSN Messenger, talkstarradio at hotmail.com. And our website 
xzoneradio.com. Speaking about Halloween, uh, this year's top five scariest Halloween costumes are... Number one, Brittany the Babysitter. Number two, President Hillary. Number three, President Cheney. Number four, Behind Wheel Lindsay. And number five... Naked Rosie O'Donnell. Ooh, boy, they're scary costumes. Speaking about Halloween, you know, monsters play a big part in Halloween. And in children's literature and folk tales, monsters embody negative behaviors and represent our deepest fears. Monsters are out of control and don't obey the rules of society. That's one reason children and teens are so fascinated by them. Now, A Practical Guide to Monsters by Nina Hess, who is our guest this hour, describes the physical characteristics, habits, and habitats of more than 50 ghoulish creatures, from familiar ghosts, goblins, and vampires, to rare beholders and bugbears. A follow-up to the New York best, uh, New York Times bestseller, A Practical Guide to Dungeons, this uh, book promises to be just as compelling for young readers who want to understand the monsters they've encountered in fantasy novels like Mirrorstone's Dragonlance series, movies like Beauty and the Beast, and The Lord of the Rings, comic books like X-Men and Spider-Man, and TV series like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Monsters can be a scary and fun thing. A monster that a child would be frightened to meet can be a thrilling, uh, can be a thrilling character in a book to read about. Now, with lavish illustrations and fact-filled text, A Practical Guide to Monsters enables kids to imagine that they are both the monster and the hero confronting it. The text details the diet, language, and attack methods of each monster, as well as describing the best defense to employ should you encounter a particular monster. And Nina Hess, welcome to the X-Zone. Thanks. Thanks for having me. All right, Nina. How did you get involved with monsters? Well, I've always been a fantasy reader ever since I was a little kid. Mm -hmm. I love fantasy books. Um, And I grew up to become a children's book editor. And um, I was hired by a company called Wizards of the Coast to launch a fantasy book imprint for children. Um, Wizards is a company many of your listeners may know of. It's... um, They've been publishing fantasy books for grown-ups for years and years, and uh, games, too, such as the Dungeons & Dragons Mm -hmm. game. Um, And when I got there, I just, I realized there are all these books that have been written that feature all these amazing monsters, and um, and I thought, you know, this would make a great picture book for kids. So I talked to our, our editorial director, and we decided to do a line of picture books, and and that's sort of how I came into it. All right, stand by, young lady. You and I have to take a commercial break. We'll be back in two minutes. We're talking about monsters, Exxon Nation. If you'd like to speak to Nina, give us a call at one 528 8255 Now, that's toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii at one 528 8255 A practical guide to monsters is what we're talking about this hour here in the Exxon. And if you'd like to find out more about the books, www.mirrorstonebooks.com. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Don't go away. Tori in the castle. Funny face, I love you. Funny face, I need you. My whole world's wrapped up in you. Nina Hess is our special guest. And uh, Nina, why... Why are people so enthralled with monsters and things that scare the heck out of them? Well, 
I think there's a, a couple reasons. Um, you know, first of all, they're just kind of fun. I mean, the, some of them have just some amazing powers. Vampires can hypnotize you with their gaze, and, um, you know, werewolves, the whole idea of transforming into a, a, a beast is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, there's also the whole aspect of monsters kind of represent things that we fear and so at the same time as we're you know frightened of them we're also kind of fascinated by them who's your favorite monster um well in the book there's one called the beholder which is i think my favorite at least for right now it's this um, this really funny um floating orb and it has 11 different eye stalks and each eye has a different power one of them can petrify people another one can um shoot out this ray that carves through stone and so lots of cool stuff um but i love them all i mean there's fun ones everything from the vampire the zombie the werewolf to you know the mythological creatures are really cool like the chimera which is on the cover of the book and that one is um it's a dragon a lion and a goat head all on a sort of a lion body so i guess halloween's are pretty uh pretty um kind of cool uh, holiday for you guys oh it's very cool yeah all my friends all, all my co-workers we really get into Halloween um, it's very creative lots of people get dr super dressed up um, this year one of our, our our departments is dressing as monsters as they would dress for Halloween so a friend of mine is, is dressing as a werewolf with a pirate costume <laughs> And the other one is like a creature from the Black Lagoon dressed as Aquaman. <laughs> well, I guess we could get uh, the creature from the Black Lagoon and uh, kind of, uh, you know, dress the dress her up as uh, Britney Spears, too. Who knows? <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, that would be pretty scary. It, it sure would. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would be doubly scary. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so tell us how, how this book w uh, works. Now, uh, how do how how do the children get involved with role playing models here in this book? And you know, because you said because I understand that they can either be the monster or the or the good guy. Yeah, I mean, it just depends on how you come to it, how you want to use your imagination. Um, the you know, y the book is basically like. Um, fiction presented as nonfiction. So you have uh, all these different monsters. There's little um, facts about each of them. You can find out their height and weight and habitat and diet. I know uh, one kid that um, I heard from a fan who read the book, and and his parent told me that he read every the diet of every um, monster in the book aloud. And this was like a kid that had been struggling with reading, but the book just sort of captivated him. And even the, the more difficult words in the book he, he got because he was just so into it. Um, you know, so that's one way you can get into it. Another way is if, you know, you want to pretend to be a monster and mm -hmm. you can read about one of them and, and just get really into it. Um, there's lots of maps of their lairs. So, um, like, the werewolf lair is one of my favorites. It's a, actually sort of like a caravan. It has all these different features to it. Um, and so, you know, you could, if, you know, for the younger kids, they could imagine that they are werewolves. You know, it, it's, it's wonderful to see children uh, getting interested enough in a topic to, to read books that they would normally not read at all. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that we've seen the same thing with the Harry Potter series. Yeah, and, you know, that's really the mission yeah. of Mirrorstone, which is uh, my children's book in print. Um, you know, we want to create books for that will get kids who think they don't like to read to read. Um, and it, a lot of research has shown that fantasy is, a you know, a huge draw, especially for boys. Um, there's been tons of reading research that shows that that genre is really appealing to boys. So if you have a... A boy in your life, you know, who you're trying to get him, your teacher is saying, you know, your kid really needs to be reading more, um, you know, try one of these books, because, I mean, it really does draw them in. And boys like reading nonfiction, but, you know, they also like fiction, they like stories, um, and so this is just sort of one way to bridge that divide. Tell me some of the diets from the monsters. You've got me intrigued here. <laughs> what, does a, what does a well, monster some of them eat? Well, are pretty, you know, normal. Um, the werebear, for example, eats fish, small mammals, and uh, honey-rich mead. Um, but there's a creature called the remoraz, which is sort of like, it has sort of an insectoid feature. It's this giant, um, almost like a, a centipede monster that lives in the ice in very cold regions. And mm-hmm. it, it jumps out at people. And, and that one eats deer, elk, and polar bears. Not to mention um, the odd Eskimo once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> and there's one that's called the three cream. Um, and this is sort of like another sort of insectoid. It's part of the creepy crawler section. Um, and actually, this is one that um, the dad of this boy that I was talking about, mm-hmm. he was so excited when he read that their diet is animals and elves. And he thought that was really creepy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a whole bunch of, of variety. A variety. Now, uh each each monster, uh, right, besides the diet, what do we learn about the monsters? Um, you know, you learn about where they live, their habitat, the, the languages that they speak. Um, you can learn how to, the best defense to use against them. So, you know, if you happen to um, find yourself encountering a harpy, um, which is sort of this, this uh, female-ish character with wings who sings to... Um, passing by adventurers and can hypnotize you, um, you'll find out that the best way is to um, bring someone along to help you counter her de- deadly song. Um, you also find out about their, you know, family lives. Um, werewolves, for example, you may not know this, have babies that look like humans, but they're just covered in a light fuzz. Um, and they're, um, you learn about things like how the werewolves uh, only have one natural enemy, which is the werebear. Um, and they have families, too, but um, the, the kids actually look exactly like human children. And there's a really cute picture in the book of the werebear with a little uh, baby werebear that I love. Tell me, does the, uh, does the baby a werewolf look like Michael J. Fox? <laughs> you know, he does. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell Michael J. Fox. Oh, he! We I, 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 royalties on that. I think you take that as a great compliment. <laughs> He's a real cool guy. All right, so uh, does it tell you how to protect yourself from these monsters? Yeah, and you know, one of my favorite ones is how do you protect yourself from a vampire? Uh, don't um, tell me, garlic. Garlic. Well, that is you know a common one, but uh-huh. actually the best thing to do is to stay in your own house because Ooh. you may not know, but vampires cannot cross the threshold of any house that they're not invited into. So as long as you can keep him from tricking you into inviting him into your house, you're safe. So anyone, I always tell you know, if you have nightmares about vampires or something, not to worry because you're safe. <laughs> 
Let me take a bite of your esophagus. Blah. <laughs> One cookie cookie, two cookie cookies, three cookie cookies. Oh, 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 oh. You know, monsters, vampires, um, the trolls, they're big cash cows these days. Look at look at the um oh, what what was the name of that movie with um where um Eddie Murphy's the the donkey. Oh uh, yeah, Shrek. Shrek, you know. There there you've got a troll. Yeah. You know, and 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 fairy tales are filled with monsters. Mhm. And and you know, we 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 teach our children that fantasy is great that cows jump over moons and eggs can talk when they when they're sitting on a fence but when they fall you know they crack up uh you know a lady flies on a goose people live in a shoe a guy keeps his wife in a pumpkin and then at the tender age after we've gained all their confidence we rip the carpet of reality uh, fantasy from under their feet and we say ah we lied <laughs> How does that? Yeah, how do you? Ha- but you know, one of the most important. I I feel like one of the most important skills for kids to learn, and and I think if you're a parent or involved in schools at all, you kind of see this that it's hard to get them to be motivated to read, especially with all the competition you have with movies Big and time. TV and video games, and you know, fantasy. That's a for a lot of kids. That's what they want to be reading. They love the stories. Um, you know, so what's wrong with that? I mean that. And, you know, research shows that the more kids read, the better readers they are. Mm-hmm. They'll go on to read whatever, you know, the, the great classics one day if they discover reading is a fun thing. So, you know, I'm a big advocate of let them read what, what they want to read. A Practical Guide to Monsters, if they want to read this over and over again, you know, let them do it because that's just going to make them better readers. And I agree with you 150%. You know, in today's society, kids don't read enough, and this is being seen in school. Mm-hmm. This is being seen in their marks, because we have basically taught kids how to be lazy. It's called internet. It's called video games. It's called, well, really, you know, if the kid doesn't want to study, who cares? Well, society cares, and I think you're doing a great job in getting these children to read. Thanks, yeah. And, you know, this is a great book, too. If you have a kid who just loves video games, I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot here for them to read and, and sort of make that connection. You can say, you know, hey, spend a little time with this book, and you might find some things out that are useful to your games. So. All right, so um, how many different monsters are in your book? You know, I've never actually counted the the exact number. There's more than 50, I can say that, with with assurance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lots of different kinds. Um, there's everything from the typical, you know, we have a section called the undead, which has most of the the sort of Halloween-y monsters that are fun, like ghosts and ghouls. Mm-hmm. Um, the lich, which is an undead wizard, which I think is very cool. Um, a skeleton. Um, and then there's just some, some of the more obscure ones, like there's one called the Odiog. Um, he, this is this monster that lives in piles of garbage and he eats trash, and I just think that's really cool. <laughs> and I think <laughs> kids will, too. <laughs> um, and he's not very dangerous unless you bother him. So, but, Like uh, most monsters. You know, like like let, most trash-eating monsters. Yeah, let sleeping monsters <laughs> lie. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so just a huge variety. There's also some um, really neat illustrations of um, armor that you can wear. If All right, let's talk more about this, Nina. Nina, um, you and I have to take a break for the news. We'll talk more okay. about... 
a practical guide to monsters when we come back. My name's Rob McConnell. Nina Hess is our very special guest. www.mirrorstonebooks.com And Nina and I will be back on the other side of the news as we continue on this edition of the Exxon. Still to come on tonight's show, Elizabeth Joyce doing psychic readings for one and all who give us a call at one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. That's one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. And Elizabeth Joyce will be with us in the next hour. Also, I'll be continuing uh, talking about the Great Lunar Conspiracy. Did the United States land on the moon? That's in hour four as we continue live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. When the Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Here at Mountain Dew, we'd like to remind you, you gotta know what's important and what's not important. Knowing how to tie a tie, not important. Keeping a diary, not important. Trying all the different bold flavors of Mountain Dew, important. Experience the boldest flavors on earth. Do the Dew. At Mountain Dew, we'd like to recognize the number zero for making Mountain Dew Zero Sugar possible. You have no reason not to try it, as in zero. Get it? Crack open an ice-cold Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. It's zero sugar, all Dew. Boost your mood in New Jersey. Surprise yourself with new wonders. Stroll beaches and boardwalks. Discover places to dine and catch up with friends. See inspiring art, culture, and history, too. Savor sea breezes and explore all the treasures nature has waiting for you. Rise to the call of adventure or catch a wave into the ocean blue. Find it all at visitnj.org. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. My name is Rob McConnell, and this is the Exxon on the Talkstar Radio Network and our fine family broadcast affiliates around the world. 
Our special guest this hour is Nina Hess. We're talking about a practical guide to monsters. And Nina, welcome back. Are you into role-playing games and all these neat things? Um, actually, I do play in a Dungeons and Dragons game uh, with some of my friends from mm-hmm. work. Um, and you know, Dungeons and Dragons has—you probably remember it from years and years ago. Ooh, you're um, now you're being nasty. Oh. Years and years ago. <laughs> well, thank you very much, young lady. Uh, yeah, but it's still around, and people are playing it, and um, it's just you know growing and growing. Um, and yeah, I play that. It's a lot of fun, and you know, it's a lot of fun for kids too. Um, I've met a lot of librarians um, mm-hmm. and parents who run games for for younger kids and have a great success doing that. And you know, if you have a kid that you know gets into this practical guide to monsters, that's a great um, you know next step to take is to um, in, you know get a game going with a bunch of their friends. Um, it teaches a lot of skills, a lot of great like math skills, reading skills, um, storytelling skills. It's basically just sort of a board game um, with sort of an interactive storytelling game. Really, that's what it is. So. How about these uh, online uh, fantasy games? Have you uh, gotten into any of those? Um, I played a little bit of World of Warcraft and um, a little bit of that Second Life played around with it, but, you know, never really gotten hugely into that. Um, I'm more of an adventure video gamer. Uh, I just finished one um, that was a lot of fun um, called um, The Indigo Prophecy. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> I'll just plug their games. <laughs> Tell me, uh, what other books are you working on? Um... Well, I'm working on a, I, you know, edit a lot of books. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm on the editing side. Um, we have uh, more practical guides coming out. Um, there's going to be a practical guide to dragon writing and a practical guide to wizardry. Um, and available right now is the practical guide to dragons. So um, if your listeners are into dragons, like a lot of people are right now, um, that's a great book to get too. What's the fascination um, with dragons these days? You're right. A lot of people are into dragons. Uh, dragons. Yeah. Why? Um, I, you know, I couldn't really, I think part of it is just the whole Harry Potter thing really opened the door for fantasy to be sort of accepted in the mainstream, and um, Christopher Pellini's book, Aragon, has just sort of struck a chord with people that's all about dragon riding. Um, but, you know, I mean, I think dragons have always been popular, at least to, you know, the people that love fantasy. Um, we've you know, published tons of books with dragons. We're coming out with a new um, book series for chapter book series for kids age 12, um, all about dragons. It's called the Dragon Codex, um, so people can look for that in January. But um, you know, there's just something majestic about dragons. There's you know Tolkien, of course, um, Lord of the Rings. I mean, mm-hmm. he he was the the sort of the the pioneer in that whole genre. I wonder if, if dragons are big as well as every other fantasy uh, book, fantasy game, because we can escape the realities of everyday humdrum, and we can actually be that adventurer. That, absolutely, you know. yeah. I think um, that's one of the draws of fantasy. It's just it's fun and it's escapism, um, and and really just take you to another world, literally. <laughs> But, you know, I've heard stories uh, from people where those who play Dungeons & Dragons actually get involved in the game to to such a degree that time 
no longer exists. And, you know, they, some people have been late for work. They've actually lost their jobs because of playing these, um, these role games uh, too much. And they s- kind of lose, lose their grip on reality. Um, you know, I've heard those stories, too. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, that probably could be true of, of any past time to one degree or another. Um, but I think for most people, it's actually sort of a platform for imagination. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of um, celebrities that we admire, actors, um, um, talk show hosts like Stephen Colbert is a huge um, just lover of fantasy and Dungeons and & Dragons. And I think that sort of fueled um, him and, and really made him sort of a success because he he started out playing that game Vin Diesel is another one which you might not be surprised to know he's Mm -hmm. really into the whole fantasy gaming thing so um, you know I mean there's probably just as many amazing success stories now as as someone who deals in fantasy on a daily basis where do you see fantasy going in the next uh, fantasy's next evolution hmm that's a good question. I mean, I think it is growing. Um, I think the whole superheroes thing is, mm-hmm. is becoming a, a big trend right now with the, the TV show Heroes. Um, I think um, they're sort of becoming a, a mixture of the different types of, of fantasy genres. We talk a lot about subgenres in fantasy, um, like, um, for example... You know, there's obviously, like, the high fantasy, which is Tolkien, what everyone thinks of fantasy, but there's also sort of a subgenre of urban fantasy, which is really popular right now among teens, um, and that's a little more edgy, more modern. Um, so we're seeing that now. You know, it's hard to say. I'm not a trend spotter. I wish If I knew, I'd, I'd have a million dollars. <laughs> now, your book, Monst- A Practical Guide to Monsters, would this help... Uh someone who is having nightmares uh, a young child who's having nightmares about monsters or is afraid to go to bed because of the monster under the uh, under the bed well I think so because like I said it it has all these different ideas for how you can defend yourself and mm-hmm. for me um, at least when I'm afraid of something just having that information what what would I do being able to think through that um, really helps um, and also it kind of it's it's just it makes it a little bit more fun. I think you can see it in a fun way too. One eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five is toll free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. My name is Rob McConnell. Nina Hess is our special guest, and the website for Nina's books are www.mirrorstonebooks.com. A practical guide to monsters. Hmm. Let me see. Does it inv- does it talk about the Cookie Monster? <laughs> It does not, oh, but um, the Cookie Monster is one of my favorites. You know, childhood. fantasy and role playing is very important in the development of children. We all know this. You know, uh, that's why you know one of the one of the biggest uh, proofs for that is Christmas. Christmas is based on fiction. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Halloween. and I talked to yeah. people. Like, I gave a lecture to librarians a couple of weeks ago. Um, all about fantasy, and I think there's, you know, there's some parents and librarians who are sort of cautious about fantasy or afraid of getting into it just because they don't really get it, and so I just sort of talked about that, and when you think about it, fantasy is all around us all the time. I mean, 
you know, the, the summer blockbuster movie Transformers, yep. that's fantasy. Um, Christmas, you know, the idea of an elves in the workshop mm-hmm. and reindeer um, that fly. It's that's fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure um, I hope I'm not um, scarring any children. Oh, we're we're late at that. night, so you're okay. <laughs> but yeah, so you know, I mean, I think if you sort of broaden your definition of fantasy, it's very accessible. And then you've got the Sandman, you've got the Tooth Fairy, you've got, let me see, uh, the Easter Bunny. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, 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 it is... A lot of fairy tales. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, Walt Disney. Let's look at Walt Disney. My goodness. Uh, Sleeping Beauty, uh, Little Mermaid, um, you know, uh, Jiminy Cricket, uh, Tinkerbell. Yeah, fantasy is much more than Harry Potter. And, you know, I think it... it it's something that, that kids need to explore. There's something in our psyche that, that really needs fantasy. Robin Scarborough would like me to ask you, uh, what did you think of the Dragon Wars movie? Oh, you know, I didn't see it, but I saw the, the trailers for it, and it just it kind of looked horrifying. I, <laughs> that's not what I picture dragons to look like. Um, but, yeah, did you see that? No, no. no. <laughs> You're kidding. I fell asleep during the Da Vinci Code. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, the Practical Guide to Dragons, if, if you pick that book up, I mean, it has these just these majestic illustrations of dragons. Um, and, you know, dragons are scary, too, but they're also, there's, there's two different kinds of dragons. There are the um, chromatic dragons, which are like the color dragons, like green dragons and red dragons and blue dragons. And those are, are bad dragons. Um, they have evil tendencies, but then there's the metallic dragons, and those are actually very good and good to people, and um, so that's really what I think of when I think of dragons. And then, of course, um, you've got not the those sort of snake-like creatures of that movie. Do you know that uh, I was watching a uh, documentary a couple of months ago, and now scientists are saying that it was quite possible that there were dragons on this planet. Interesting. That, I didn't that see flew, that. yeah, um, yeah. And, uh, of course, there are dragons that are encrypted in hieroglyphs and petroglyphs as well. Hmm. Yeah, the the, the sort of um, mythology around dragons has been around for, you know, hundreds and hundreds Mm -hmm. and thousands of years. um, And and across cultures, too, which I think is really interesting. Um, The dragons and the practical guide to dragons are are Western dragons, but, you know, of course, there's the whole Chinese dragons and um, various different cultures. A dragon mythology. That's right, and then there's the most famous dragon of them all. Actually, there's two. You've got, well, no, that's a sea serpent, so that would be Beanie and Cecil, and then Puff the Magic Dragon. That was a, <laughs> that was a huge success. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's been turned into a picture book now. It sure has. You know, so, kind of weird. <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of weird, but what does that tell you about society? Society wants to go back in time. Society wants to to get back into fantasy. And we just don't see this with dragons. We see this with people who go to these medieval um, festivals. Yeah, Renaissance fairs. The Renaissance fairs, that's right. And uh, mm-hmm. and then the biggest time of all, Halloween is coming up. That's Everybody right. gets dressed yeah. up. Yeah, and it's a perfect time to pick up a practical guide to, dra- to monsters and get some ideas for your costumes. Well, that's a great <laughs> idea. Now, where, where is the uh, book available? Any bookstore, Barnes & Noble, Borders, um, Amazon.com. It's also available at Walmart and Target. 
one 877 is toll-free. Our special guest is Nina Hess. And Nina is uh, the, um, you're the editor of the book, right? I'm the author of you're the You're the author of, of the Practical Guide to uh, Monsters, but you're also a book editor. I with, am, yeah. Yes. I edit books for Mirrorstone, um, which is a, a children's book imprint of Wizards of the Coast. Now, isn't uh, Wizards.com part of Hasbro? Yes, Wizards yeah. of the Coast is owned by Hasbro. Um, yeah, but, you know, they're based in Rhode Island, and, and we're in uh, the Seattle area. Um, so, a little, you know, that we sort of have our own office and our own mission. Do you find a difference between the people on the East Coast and the people on the West Coast when it comes to monsters? Um... In terms of people who love fantasy, yeah. not no, not at all. I mean, um, I think you know that's kind of a, a universal thing that draws a lot of people together. Um, but yeah, no, I don't. I don't really see a difference. Do you do you think that there's a lot of people who socialize who are into the fantasy roles and that they actually look for uh, partners when it comes to um, fantasy fantasy role playing? Um, For example, if if you're into fantasy roles or role playing, uh, would you look for someone who is into the same uh, hobbies as you? If you're looking for a date or somebody to uh, to hang with, um, you know, I think it varies. Just like you know, do you if you love tennis, are you looking for a, a boyfriend that loves tennis? You know, maybe you do, maybe you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. A, a lot of guys are into the whole fantasy role-playing game thing, the whole Dungeons and Dragons thing, the World of Warcraft thing. But you know, they still have girlfriends who aren't. And actually, my company uh, published a book called *Confessions of Part-Time Sorceress* by mm. Shelley Mazzanoble, um, that I, I helped out with a little bit. Um, and that's actually a great book if you know you're listening and you love Dungeons and Dragons, and your wife just does not get it. Um, you know, this is a, a super funny, down-to-earth book about a, a woman who thought, you know, her boyfriend was really into World of Warcraft, and she didn't really know, you know, what, what's that all about. And then she ended up getting interested and in, in sort of happenstance joining a Dungeons & Dragons game and kind of just really liking it. And so it's kind of, how, how, does, how, do, you, how do you turn someone on to these, you know, Dungeons & Dragons or role-playing fantasy games if, you know, if they don't really think they would like it? Good um, question. Nina, you and I have to take our final break for this hour. Still to come on tonight's show, Elizabeth Joyce, one of the world's greatest psychics, will be joining us on the other side of the news, doing psychic readings for one and all who give us a call at one 528 8255. My name is Rob McConnell, and this is the Exxon live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Well, he came down to earth and he lived a tree. I said, oh, Mr. Purple Peter Peter, don't eat me. I heard him say in a voice so corrupt. How you can get copies of the Practical Guide to Monsters, www.mirrorstonebooks.com. Before we went to the commercial break, Nina, we were talking about another book that explains to wives. Uh, about uh, Dungeons and Dragons, and and what are some of the uh, reviews you're getting on this book? People are loving it. I mean, people that uh, we've gotten, you know, sort of feedback like, I never thought I would understand this this game, and and now I really want to try it out for myself. So, yeah, I mean, I th- I think it's very down to earth and funny. 
Um, and I think that really draws people in. What do you do for Halloween? Um, we have a huge party in our office. It's, like, bigger than Christmas. Um, everyone gets dressed up. There's little competitions, costume competitions, and um, people decorate their departments in different, um, you know, different themes, mm-hmm. and it, it's, a, it's a, so much fun. Tell me, did you ever think uh, when you were in high school or when you were uh, in college that you would ever write a book about monsters and that you'd be doing the fun job that you're doing? You know, I never did. I, I remember thinking I w- will never be a writer because <laughs> it's so hard. Um, and, you know, look at I, look where I am now. So never say never. Somebody once asked me what an editor was, and I said, that's a grown-up teacher. <laughs> that's not a bad way of explaining yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, an editor is sort of everything from a writing coach to a friend to an advisor to a, a you know, grammar police um, a, a director. Worst um, enemy when it comes to deadlines. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Nina, yeah. I want to thank you very much for joining us tonight. Continued success. Thank and, you. And once again, plug your book and how listeners can uh, get a copy. Yeah, it's called The Practical Guide to Monsters, um, and you can find it at um, Barnes & Noble, Borders, Amazon.com, Walmart and Target, and Costco, too, apparently. And other great bookstores throughout yeah, the U.S. and Canada. and any other independents, of course. I, I can't believe I forgot to say that. Nina, take care of yourself. Great talking to you. Happy Halloween. All right. Happy Halloween to you. Bye-bye. one 877 is toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. When we come back from the news at the top of the hour, Elizabeth Joyce is going to be joining us. So we're going to be talking about psychic readings for you, the Exo Nation. And all you have to do to get your psychic reading is give us a call at one 528 8255 Once again, this year's top five scariest Halloween costumes. Number one is Brittany the Babysitter. Number two, President Hillary. Number three, President Cheney. Number four, Behind the Wheel Lindsay. And number five, I'm going to have to poke my uh, eyes out with a fork during the commercial after reading this one, Naked Rosie O'Donnell. Oh. Get me the fork. Get me the fork. Give me some pain. I've got to get this image out of my eyes. I'll be back on the other side of the commercial break with Elizabeth Joyce. Once again, if you'd like to line up for your psychic reading, give us a call at one 528 8255 The Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. We'll continue on the other side of this break, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network from our studios in beautiful Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a drama coach to be an IT guy. Yeah, I'm having trouble logging in. I'm not buying it. Say it again. This time with feeling. I can't log in? Come on, man. I want to feel your struggle. 
But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Now, like your life depends on it. I can't log in. Yes, we'll make an actor out of you yet. For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today.